the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. Good evening. It's dark. Oh, dark 30 outside, 506. Welcome back to our itsy bitsy, teensy weensy Saturday morning show. Well, that's what I used to say, our Saturday evening show. I'm Randy Corcoran, your pumped up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism, back in the saddle after a bit of a bruising. No doubt about it. Before we jump into the heat and uh, some of the stuff I heard about that went on this morning and uh, everything that's going on, what you need to know about the elections that are still to be decided, etc. One of those very, very close races, of course, is Lauren Boebert. And um, new results were released again about 3.38 this afternoon by the Secretary of State, and that number has not moved. Lauren Boebert is up 1,122 votes, which is 0.34%, and anything less than uh, half a percent. you got to have half a percent plus one, or else an automatic recount will occur. That appears to be the territory that we're in, although there are military ballots out, and ballots are being cured as we speak. But in the meantime, Lauren Boebert still is the congresswoman from CD3, and yesterday was Veterans Day, since today is not Veterans Day, but uh, always like to pay a little bit of tribute, I'd like to do a couple of things. I did wear my World War II museum sweatshirt in, and I always like to acknowledge that all of my uncles, and my dad had seven brothers and sisters, so I got a ton of uncles, and my mom had one brother. All of them served in World War II. And um, some would talk a little bit about it. Some of them wouldn't. But I was just always so grateful to be part of a family that, uh, and I, I imagine most of them were called up by the draft. I never really got into those details. But uh, nonetheless, they did what they were called on to do, and thank God they all made it home in one piece. So... Before we jump into the show, I'd like to start with our Pledge of Allegiance. If you would remove your hat, place your right hand over your heart, if you can find it still, after this rough week of election counting, and join me in our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Lauren Boebert yesterday uh, doing what she always does, which is getting front and center of anything that's going on, had a very sweet and poignant message for our veterans, and I'd like to share that with you. Happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans and family members of veterans. I am so proud to be an American and so grateful for the freedom we all enjoy because of you. Thank you for serving our country and sacrificing and believing so much in America. Thank you for ensuring that this is the one true symbol of liberty and justice for all. You are more loved than you will ever know. God bless you. And the symbol, of course, that she was standing in front of was a beautiful American flag. 
So thank you, Congresswoman, for that. Uh, had some interesting conversations with her over the course of the week with everything that's been going on. Uh, you know, she was down about 400 votes for a good chunk of the early election returns. And uh, and everybody said, oh, this is looking bad for Lauren because uh, the returns are going to be coming in from Pueblo and she's not going to do well in Pueblo. She was a little more confident than that. And it turns out that she, at least so far, has been correct. But uh, talk about a close call up there. And if we have time, we will talk about that. First thing I want to do, though, now that the uh, just mini tribute and thanks to our veterans is done, is share a lesson that I have learned in doing radio. And that is do not cut a radio promo for your show on a Wednesday that has numbers and statistics in them. Because they all change. Here's what I said on Wednesday, and I guess it's been playing today um, as a warm-up for the show. Hey, everybody. Randy Corcoran. Republicans saw a red tsunami coming. Even Democrats were previewing why they were going to lose and lose big. So what happened? Except for Colorado, it's much better than you think. But who or what is to blame for what we didn't win? Rove, McConnell, Bush, and Wadhams got their Colorado candidates. The Libertarian and CD8 took 4%. Kirkmeyer lost by less than 2 Hmm. We'll figure it out Saturday. Randy Corcoran, now at a new time. Saturday afternoons from 5 to 7 on News Talk 710 KNUS. Yeah, everything about that. Well, it's mostly right, except for those numbers. Those numbers aren't even close anymore. Wednesday, those were the Secretary of State fresh numbers, especially out there in CD8. That has changed some since then. I was really shocked, and I tweeted about it when Barb Kirkmeyer surrendered, when she conceded defeat. And at that point, she was uh, I don't know, within whatever I just said on the promo, 3.3 or 0.4%, something like that. It was very, very close. But uh, apparently she and her uh, prognosticators, her analysts, had looked at the outstanding votes, and they just didn't believe they'd pick up enough um, as that was going on. And at that time, I also said that the Libertarian had taken uh, about 4% of the vote, I think. In fact, let's hear that again real quick. Hey, everybody, Randy Corcoran. Republicans saw a red tsunami coming. Even Democrats were previewing why they were going to lose and lose big. So what happened? Except for Colorado, it's much better than you think. But who or what is to blame for what we didn't win? Rove, McConnell, Bush, and Wadhams got their Colorado candidates. The Libertarian and CD8 took 4%. Kirkmeyer lost by less than 2 Hmm, we'll figure it out Saturday. Okay, so those numbers were a bit high back then. The Libertarian percentage has dropped down. And the race has gotten uh, tighter for Kirkmeyer. However, it's not tight enough to force a recount. As we speak in um, CD8, it looks like Barb Kirkmeyer will lose by about 0.88%, so less than 1% of the vote, enough to avoid a recount for her Democrat challenger. But the libertarian, the libertarian who was in that race, we're talking about 2,063 votes, that um, Barb Kirkmeyer trails by, the libertarian in that race grabbed 5,248 votes by count so far. So she's down 0.88%, less than 1%. The libertarian grabbed 2.24% of the vote. And we hear it all the time. Libertarians are spoilers for Republicans. Is that true? 303-696-1971. 
another race that's uh, equally tight, and I don't think I wrote these down. Let me see if it's still up on my computer screen, which just nicely went off for me. Yeah, here it is, State Board of Education. Uh, this is CD8 again, Peggy Propst, a uh, wonderful woman. I met her in at a Boulder event that I emceed, I think, a Lincoln Day dinner or something. And she is down by, maybe I did write these down. Yes, I did. She is down by, ah, these were, okay, I've got the numbers confused. The numbers I just gave you were for CD8 and that State Board of Education race. So Peggy Propst is down by 0.88%, about 2,063 votes. The Libertarian in that race uh, took 2.24% of the vote, about 5,248 votes. And then moving over to Kirkmeyer, she is down by 1,700 votes, or 0.73%. Again, barely three-quarters of 1%. She's down. And the Libertarian in that race in CD8 took 9,095 votes, or 3.92% of the vote. Are libertarians always a spoiler? And I've gotten to know some libertarians uh, and had this conversation many, many times. What they'll say is that they draw from both parties. On the other hand, if you've got a libertarian in the race and uh, and the Republican is is down, wouldn't you assume that uh, that if the if the Democrat was not going to vote for another Democrat and instead was voting for a libertarian. If that libertarian wasn't in the race, wouldn't they put, pick the next most conservative choice, that being the Republican? I don't know. It's very, very hard to say. Um, I'd love to see some numbers on it and about it, but I do think that those numbers are very, very interesting. And then here is the apparent controversy from that promo. You probably heard I said that the Rove McConnell, that Rove McConnell, Bush, and Wadhams got their candidates. And I guess that created tremendous consternation this morning. Like it was some kind of an attack on Dick Wadhams. And I, I just don't know how that is. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. We've had Dick in studio, and, and uh, we had a very spirited hour in studio. Shook hands. Uh, you know, things that we will probably forever disagree on. But I don't know how you can argue that, for instance, Joe O'Day, and no knock on Joe O'Day, brand new candidate, uh, ran a very consistent campaign, worked very hard, tremendous success story, and, um, you know, came up incredibly short, unfortunately. But Karl Rove was here twice, I believe. I, I, don't, get, I don't get invited to these particular fundraisers, but Karl Rove was here. Um, I, I didn't go and I didn't, uh, I didn't get an invitation, but I was told later in a particular day, a couple weeks ago, um, at another Republican event that some of the people had come from an event with George W. Bush. So how do you not say that Rove and then McConnell, of course, McConnell was supporting Joe Day very strongly. As you know, Mitch McConnell very selectively pulled significant funding from the actual conservative up in Alaska, from masters over there in Arizona and other senators. We may get into that a little bit later. But there is no doubt that Joe Day was the Rove, McConnell, Bush, and Wadham's choice. 
So I'm not sure why that's so controversial or was treated as so offensive. <laughs> and frankly, I don't really care. But I thought it was pretty um, just telling that people would be sensitive about being tied together with the company that they keep. So I don't know. What are you going to do about it? Oh, it looks like we've gotten some attention of libertarians. We've got uh, text messages coming in. Libertarians in Colorado get about 40% of their donations from Democrats to keep going, and they pick and choose which races to get involved in. That's very interesting. And it looks like we've got someone from the Libertarian Party on the line. This looks like Patty. Is this my old friend, Patty, that I've met a couple of times? Hi, Randy. Yes, it is. How are you? I am really, really good. And um, thank you for listening. And I, um, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear from you. In fact, I'm, I'm quite glad. What do you say? Well, tell people who you are and what your affiliation is with the Libertarian Party. Well, Randy, my name is Patty McMahon, and I am the Public Affairs Director for the Richard Ward for uh, CD8 campaign. And I was also the Public Affairs Director uh, for a couple of other congressional campaigns uh, that, that, that were running this, this, this cycle. So I have what you might say the insider look into how, uh, what was going on in these campaigns. So I can, um, answer all the conspiracy theories and the myths that have been floating around, which I, actually we didn't know about until yesterday because we weren't really paying attention to it. So. Well, let me let me ask you a couple questions. And you know, myths and conspiracy theory I, theories. I think people are just looking at numbers here. I don't know if what this text person sent in is correct. It says libertarians in Colorado get about forty percent of their donations from Democrats, and they pick and choose which okay. races to get involved in. Let's start with that one. Is that a is yeah, that a fact? Yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah, I, no, no, actually, if that's a fact, I want to know where those donations went, because I want to start with the three races that I was involved in. That would be Eric Mulder, Ross Clough, and uh, Richard Ward, which we call him Dan, uh, and, and because that's, that's what Dan goes by. His, 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 his legal name is Richard Ward. His middle name is Dan, so that's how everybody knows him, and that's why there's been this myth about who's Richard Ward. Everybody calls him Dan. Well, his middle name is Dan, and his, his legal name is Richard Ward, and that's, so that's where the confusion is. Here's what, now, I'd, li- here's what, I, here's what I'd like to do if we can, Patty, so I don't have to cut you off, because I would like to explore yeah. this a little bit with you. We're at, the, at a break. Would you mind staying on the line, and we'll pick this up before we go to any other callers yeah. on the other side? Okay, 303-696-1971 is our number, 303-696-1971. We'll take our first break. We'll come back with Patty, Joe, David, everybody on the line. I've got an awful lot more to say as well, but uh, we'll keep it hot, and we'll keep it going. You just stay right there, 710-KNUS. Well, good timing. Welcome back, 525. Paranoid is the bumper music, and man, oh, man, it sounds a little paranoid to me if people are getting upset about a promo where I talk about tying Rove and McConnell and Bush and Wadhams to my friend and former U.S. Senate candidate Joe O'Day. I, they showed up. We know who was supporting whom. And apparently it gets a little weirder. I guess there was uh, like angry talk this morning on the radio show and that apparently Jimmy had texted Peter that he was angry about my promo as well. And that's disappointing. Jimmy and I go back to the very beginning of his working career, you know, gave him a job, always looked out for him. Of course, he may have thought texting Peter that that was private, and uh, <laughs> I guess it wasn't. But regardless, um, man, oh, man, I guess if the truth hurts, wear it. 
Before we get back to the phones and this interesting libertarian um, conversation, I just want to remind you that the holidays are here, and the best way to change your waist, waist size and get back in shape is to call my good friends at Cenogenics. I have been in touch with with uh, Tim Watt quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, a whole lot of things going on with my wife and family, and I just learn so much interacting with these guys. While you may be tempted to delay making healthy choices until you start making New Year's resolutions, man, we've got to think differently. I always get into that habit. I'm going to start this on Monday, but this weekend I'm going to just continue to trash myself. But the team at Cenogenics approaches healthcare, disease prevention, and aging from a research-based methodology. Whether you want to lose weight, sleep better, increase your libido, or boost your immune system, and man, oh man, as we're heading into flu season, nothing more important than that. Cenogenics can help. They create a program. It's designed specifically for you, and I promise you, it'll help you focus, become stronger, feel in control of your life again. With no fads, no gimmicks, you can take control of your health with their help. Really, don't suffer with bad sleep, low energy, lack of focus, any of it, for one more day. Call my friends at Cenogenics. You can schedule your consultation at 720-387-3681, 720-387-3681. I know it's Saturday night. If you're driving, just remember denver.cenogenics.com, denver.cenogenics.com. Okay, I opened the show, and I was running through a couple of these races that were very, very close. Peggy Prost in uh, the State Board of Education candidate, Republican candidate in CD8, and then, of course, Barb Kirkmeyer, the congressional candidate in the new CD8. And I was pointing out that the libertarian in the um, Board of Education race took 2.24% of the vote. And uh, Peggy is behind by less than 1%. And in the Kirkmeyer race, the libertarian took almost 4% of the vote. Kirkmeyer is behind by a little less than three-quarters of a percent. And I posed the question, didn't draw the conclusion, posed the question, do libertarians play spoiler, and cost Republicans victories. And that triggered a call from Patty McCann, the Public Affairs Director for Libertarian Candidate CD8. We'll finish with her before we get to some of our other great callers. Patty, welcome back. Hi, and actually it's McMahon. Um, oh, what did uh, I say? I'm uh, McCann. All right, I'm, okay. like I'm writing it down. Sorry. I am sorry. That's okay. Um, well, well, you asked the question about money. Do we do we get money yeah. uh, from from Democrats? And that is um, that is uh, you know a common question. I've seen that all over the internet, and I don't I cannot speak to the other candidates because uh, I don't know. Uh, but I can speak for the candidates that I was working with. Uh, I know Richard uh, Dan Ward didn't get any money. Uh, we, we we made a, a very uh, conscious effort not to take any money. He wanted to run the cleanest campaign possible, so he didn't take a dime. Uh, Ross Clough, uh, the other candidate that I ran, he was very careful about any money he took. He took no money from anybody that was special interest, a political pack, a caucus. He didn't take any even from his own party, the Libertarian Party. So he was very careful about where any donation came from. He vetted every single dime and made sure that he could – uh, he could absolutely trace the, the dollar amount. So he took it from people that he knew and uh, and that he could trace back. Uh, Eric Mulder, I don't I don't well, know where. Eric well, let me let me tell you, I, I care less about the money. I mean, that was just a texter that uh, that in, in their yeah. opinion said libertarians get about 40 percent from Democrats. Let's assume that that's not true. Talk to me about well, the numbers. Say, wait, wait, wait. Let's not assume that's not true. Let's say it's not true until they can prove it is true. 
Well, don't let's not play games on just semantics. Well, I'm I'm saying let's assume well, no, it's, it's not true. Okay. Okay, that's good enough. Let's just yeah. move on to the numbers. It seems to me in every one of these races, when there's a two or three or four percent percent libertarian vote, it's not the Democrat who loses; it's the Republican that loses. Okay. I, okay, I, I'll agree with you on that because I was looking at the numbers. That's that's absolutely true. All right. So you're just saying that that's not evidence that the libertarians are drawing uh, votes that would otherwise go to the Republican. You know, I can't say that in every race. And I'm going to be honest, I can't say that in every race. But I do know that in the races that that I was working, we never once targeted Republicans. We that, that was never our demographic. We were we were targeting the unaffiliated voters, and we made that clear that we were targeting the unaffiliated voters. We didn't. We we never went to a single Republican. We never we never we never approached a single Republican. If you if you go back and you look, not one of our ads were tar- targeting Republicans. We never approached a single Republican media outlet. We didn't we didn't approach any of you. Uh, we never targeted any Republicans. We didn't. We we felt that Republicans and Democrats both. They had their own relationships and that we weren't there to disrupt their relationships. There was a large enough unaffiliated base out there and people out there that were unaffiliated that we wanted to target because we felt those were the voters that hadn't made a decision and that were actually looking for an alternative. And that's who we were targeting through the entire race. And Patty, I, uh, you know, I don't think Republicans can can bitch too much about libertarians given the fact that there's an awful lot of Republicans that didn't turn out for Republicans um, across the country in this particular midterm. Um, But do you have any data on whether Democrats or Republicans or or unaffiliateds who would, if without a libertarian choice, would have to pick either a Democrat or a Republican, uh, any data on what direction they lean? Because it just seems to me, given how closely I aligned I am with some libertarian values, that they'd be a lot closer and more appealing to people who would otherwise choose the Republican than those who would otherwise choose the Democrat. Well, that, that, that's kind of a, 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 a weird question to ask, because then I could say, well, do you have any data that, that would show that without a Republican, the libertarian would lose? Patty, I'm not trying to trap you here. I'm just asking. No, no. Yeah, no. I I, un- I understand stand, stand the question, but 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 actually, what what, you, what you're asking me is is that so if the libertarian didn't didn't have a, a unique set of views different than the Republican and they weren't available for a different choice, would would the Republican win? Well, the answer is I don't know. But but here's what I know is that the Republican didn't win. And 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 what we are offering as libertarians is that we are offering a different choice and and we're offering not a Republican choice. Uh, It's not it's not a Republican choice. And this is what I don't think Republicans understand, at least. And I'm I'm not going to say all libertarians, because there were some there, there were some libertarians that were running in Colorado that were absolutely targeting Republicans. And by the way, I did not approve of that. And I made that very clear. I did not approve of that because because I don't believe you, you, you should go and poach uh, because there are enough unaffiliated out there and people that are undecided out there that that if you're if, if you have good, good ideas, they will come to you. And that's that's who we were targeting. Is so, there so, is there any evidence um, that you're aware of of Democrats who maybe can't win? They're in a district where Democrats aren't likely to win 
affiliating as libertarians and running to try and peel off some of that vote? Or is this just rank speculation by by sore loser Republicans? Well, I think I think anytime somebody loses, they want to they, they want to blame somebody else. I mean, they, I mean, if, if you look at anything in, in anything, like uh, if you lose a job, it's not really your fault. You lost the job. Right. It's the other person, you know, fault. You, you can't, people tend not to ever look inside themselves when when they lose out on something. It's got to be something else's fault. I mean, this is self-reflection is a very hard thing for people. Uh, so. So I, I, I tend not to say that the libertarians are the fault of anybody. If, if the libertarian did not have a good idea, did not have something that was, that was what somebody wanted, the libertarians would no longer be around. Very good, Patty. I appreciate you listening and calling in tonight. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and God bless. Text message coming in, Randy, regarding the libertarians and possibly taking votes from Republicans. Did the Republicans reach out to the unaffiliated if they didn't, then they can't blame the libertarians. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's get to Joe in Arvada. I wonder if this is uh, Jammin' Joe in Arvada. Joe, is this you? Uh, no, this is Joe in Arvada. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> Jammin' Joe, I guess. Well, you're, um, you know, I, I, have you been thrown off of I, any other 710 KNUS I, shows lately? I guess that's my question. Oh, I, I guess, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm that Joe. Okay. Uh, I, see, I've. I've I've had it I've had, you know got into it with Brockler and also Peter, you know the thing is is I'm fan of both of them. That's that's the thing that they I think they miss. I I love their their shows. I don't agree with their opinion of course about Trump, and and what I wanted to tell you is that I think you're on to some some things here. There were a lot of reasons why we took a slide on this. Uh, on this campaign across the country, I think, and and the, there were multiple reasons. I mean, one of them was this: uh, you know, the the economy rebounded just enough to have people give pause to the idea that we have a calamity economically. So we had a little bit of a rebound. Joe fudged with the uh, the the oil. There was all kinds of, of think, positive things that happened right at the last month that helped the economy a little bit. Then there was there was uh, the row issue. I think that was a small percentage, but you know in these races, two percent is a lot. So when you have you know all of these things added up to let's just say a number here, say five percent. Uh, that's exactly why Dr. Oz lost that five percent. That's exactly why we're in trouble with uh, even Carrie Lake five percent. Blake Masters would have won, I think, with five percent. I know he's down a little bit more than that, but there's all kinds of reasons that that five percent happened. And I will say this flat out. These people that are blaming Trump are just the same never Trumpers and the same people, the Liz Cheney's, they're the same group that is constantly wagging about Donald Trump. It's nothing more than the same vindictive folks that just can't let Trump uh, go. And, the, you know, the, the Democrats, of course, are always going to be that way. But the the Republicans and some of the unaffiliated are what will never vote for Donald Trump. Now, I hope 
that in this next two-year cycle, these people understand that we are facing major calamities, and they're, they're going to have to choose a binary choice between whoever the communists that the Democrats put up and Donald Trump. That's going to be the choice. So if you want to just stick a skewer in our country, go ahead. Just stick with that, you know, oh, oh Donald Trump's bad man, bad orange guy. Joe, anyway, I, okay. I, I was going to save this topic until the second hour, um, but since I've got you and uh, I know you have strong opinions on everything, what was your position, perspective on Donald Trump coming out after Ron DeSantis and uh, even tossing a, a, a name calling in at Glenn Youngkin? Well, if it, if it wasn't intentional, it did what I told Georgia did. It identified the never-Trumper faction immediately. They all started whining. Every one of them, Liz Cheney, uh, you know, all the Bushies, all the media that is never-Trumper, the Fox News. It really does bring them out of the woodwork, doesn't it? (laughs) It immediately put the spot on their forehead. It's like, oh, you're a never-Trumper. We already knew that. So, But you know what? What it did is, I think it showed everyone else these people were just uh, just Trump haters all along, and there was not, never anything to them. Notice how they didn't say anything while they, while Trump was in power, but as soon as he's out, they're all squealing. It's just ridiculous. Well, certainly the Fox News, Wall Street Journal, New York Post folks um, have all had their been sharpening their knives and waiting for moments like this. So very fascinating. We'll talk more about that in the six o'clock hour. Joe, good to hear from you. Hope you have a great weekend and a good night. You, you too. Thanks, God, God Randy, bless. for what you do. Bye. Betcha. Coming up at the top of the hour, um, Jenny Beth Martin, dear friend, uh, founder of Tea Party Patriots will be on to talk about a movie opportunity that you and I have. And uh, I'll give you all the details on that when we come back. We've gone almost a full hour into the show without really hearing any nonsense from the gaff maker in chief. So let's uh, let's do that real quick before we go to our break. And now uh, that we are back together here in Cambodia, I look forward to building uh, even stronger progress than we've already made. And I want to thank the prime minister, for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN's ASEAN chair. Yeah, yeah, I'm just so inspired by the energy of Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. The only problem with that whole little spiel is he is in Cambodia and he's talking to and speaking to the leader of Cambodia, not Colombia, Joe. And more important, if you look at that recording, if you watch the video, he's reading it. It's right there in front of him on paper. But, of course, we heard this all pre-election. The thing that gives me the most confidence is the fact that the policies we initiated, people care about. Now, they want more. They have right there. Yeah, you know, Biden's got some support for that, given the way this election has gone. They want more. We want more of what Biden has to offer. Um, The other reason we're going to have Jenny Beth Martin on is she lives in Georgia, very active on the ground there. Obviously, depending on what happens uh, with the Nevada Senate seat, the Georgia runoff will determine control of the United States uh, Senate. And um, 
Uh, so we'll get her perspective on that just very briefly at the top of the hour. I want to talk to you more about this election as well as the Trump comments regarding Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin in that final hour of the show. But when we come back, I want to break down where we're at in Arizona with um, Carrie Lake and uh, all of the nonsense that nobody, all of the election fraud deniers refuse to even pay attention to what's going on in Arizona right now. It's criminal. And uh, and we'll talk about it and uh, we'll prove it to you when we return here on 710 KNUS. Come on, Billy. Literally could play the whole song for you. Welcome back. 547 Randy Corcoran, 303-696-1971 is the phone number. Top of the hour, we'll spend just a couple of minutes with Jenny Beth Martin, founder of the Tea Party Patriots, about a movie opportunity that you have Wednesday night and uh, two showings, one theater in the Denver area, the other one further west. And um, and I'm going to try and attend. I may wind up having to be in Austin, Texas for a deposition. But uh, now that may be a bit, little bit up in the air as well. So we'll see. But um, if... If I am able, I will be at the Denver location of this movie. So sit tight for those details. Um, we'll just go over them after we talk with Jenny Beth Martin. And she lives in Georgia, very active there, very active um, regarding the fight for election integrity and was just so deeply involved in the runoff in 2020. And we'll see if maybe there are any differences about this year that could give us more optimism. Of course, none of that really matters since it looks like um, Blake Masters has lost his race in Arizona. Unless, of course, there are uh, some uncounted ballots. We're going to get to that in just a second. But in Nevada, uh, Laxalt versus uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, that race has closed tremendously in Nevada. Um, the Republican Laxalt is down from about an 8,000 lead, 8,000 vote lead to 862 votes as of right now. And there's only 5.31% of the votes left to count, about 50,000. So uh, can he hold on to that lead? Will he? Are there any votes coming in that will help bolster that lead back up? And why in the world... Did the cameras go off for almost nine hours at the Washoe um, Nevada Vote Counting Center? Part of the the guarantee of our secure elections is that uh, uh, you can check online. These things, places are being monitored. Why did the cameras go down for eight and a half hours in Nevada? And then, lo and behold, an 8,000-vote lead shrinks down to 862. Look, not proof, just another reason to be scratching your head. Nothing, though, provides more evidence. We'll talk about Florida, why Florida did so well, why Ron DeSantis uh, just cleaned everybody's clock there in his home state. Uh, We'll talk about all of that in the final hour of the show. But Arizona is the poster child for why people continue to believe that the 2020 election was stolen, that our elections are not secure, and uh, and that we need to do something about it, something very, very soon and very, very seriously. This is the 
election director, the chairman of the election board of directors or whatever they call them in Arizona. And um, his name is Bill Gates, but it's not the same Bill Gates. But he and one of his other officials, this was the morning of the election, talking about just how happy they were with the way things were going. It's chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And I'm Stephen Richard, the Maricopa County Recorder. And again, the board and the recorder run uh, elections here in Maricopa County as a team. And we're very excited about how uh, things are going today on election day. We had all 223 vote centers have opened. We've already had over 45,000 people who have checked in and, and already voted today. We did want to come out and discuss one issue that's going on out there in about 20% of the vote centers. Again, we have 223 vote centers across the county. In about 20% of those, uh, when people will go and they try and run the uh, ballot through this tabulator, maybe one out of every five or so of those ballots, they're not going through. But this is something we've prepared for. We have a redundancy. The ballot will not go through this tabulator. And by the way, those ballots that go through this tabulator, they go back here in the machine. If their ballot's not going through the tabulator, then we will ask them to go here at door number three and place their ballot into this secure box. Those ballots will remain secure in there all day long. And at the end of voting after 7 p.m., when everything is completed, then these ballots will be taken out securely and delivered by a bipartisan team, so Republican and Democrat, down to here at the Central Tabulation Center, where they will be tabulated. So you've got you've got uh, 20% of the vote centers on Election Day, the day that Republicans turn out, Republicans who don't trust the system, Republicans who uh, respect and appreciate the tradition of voting on Election Day, held on to their ballots, going into the vote centers, 20% of them had these ballot tabulators uh, that couldn't count the ballots because they had changed the printers, changed the ink, changed the settings, and the v- ballots weren't printing right. So at 20% of the vote centers, this guy is talking about, we're very happy with how things are going. We've tabulated 40,000 votes. All of our vote centers are open. It's great, except 20% of our vote centers are having long lines, and people are getting being given um, different information about what they need to do if they can't wait in line for two and a half hours. And then one out of five votes, which by the way, is also 20% of those votes can't be counted. The machines won't count them. So, but don't worry, because what we'll do is we'll just put them right here in magic box number three. So here's Bill Gates. I think this was on Wednesday morning touting the progress that they were making in Arizona. You know, we have laws that allow people five business days to cure uh, either a signature or uh, their ID. If they don't have ID, they can vote a conditional provisional ballot. They have five business days to come and present the identification. So that, for us, that takes us through Wednesday, right, Wednesday of next week. So, again, <laughs> this is very common. I know people are very anxious to get the results, but there's nothing out of the ordinary here. And the reason that, again, we love having you guys all here, the reason you're here is because these races are so close. Yes, Bill Gates. We, we love having you here, too. 
Uh, so that wasn't on Wednesday. I think that might have even been Friday that he was explaining, Thursday or Friday, he was explaining why it may be till next Wednesday before we have an outcome in Arizona for this governor's race. It appears that a couple of other races may be decided. The the uh, attorney general Republican is doing well and uh, and could pick up the, the votes that here's the other thing that's suspicious about Arizona. Somehow, for some reason, the votes that favor Democrats, the areas of the state that favor Democrats seem to be being counted first. The reporting on the ballots that have yet to be counted are the ones that favor Republicans in Republican districts. And so right now, where Carrie Lake is sitting, uh, she would have to pick up about 60% of the remaining votes, maybe a little more than 60% of the remaining votes. But they expect her to get even more than that because these come from areas that are favorable to Republicans, or they're counting the same day ballots that they hadn't gotten to yet. So Kelly Lake is definitely still in this race. But remember that first promo I played from Bill Gates and his associate talking about behind door three? Kerry Lake had something to say about the mysterious box three. A really shocking discovery. The people were told, look, the tabulator machines are not working, so you can you can cast your ballot. And then we'll put it in this, what they call drawer three, and we'll take those out and we'll bring them downtown and count them later. But what ended up happening, we've discovered at at least two and possibly many more polling locations, is that those people took those ballots and mixed them in with already counted ballots. So those ballots never got counted. It's a real mess. They're dealing with it now. Our elections in Arizona are a circus being run by a bunch of clowns, and we need to reform our elections. So imagine that. Bill Gates, not that Bill Gates, directs everybody, don't worry about our 20% of our voting systems, our voting centers, unable to tabulate 20% of the votes. They're going to go into mysterious box three. And now, thank God, because the RNC has invested tremendous resources in Arizona, uh, the great attorney Harmeet Dillon and a team are down there, volunteers, paid staff, the whole nine yards, and, and many other groups who have focused in on Arizona. They discover that those mysterious box three ballots were accidentally put into places with ballots that have already been counted. Huh. Why in the world would that happen? And why is it that as every day goes on and more and more counts come in, it favors the Democrats. Now, Carrie Lake, always the optimist, much like myself, uh, she has not given up because she knows that of these, uh, let's see, I wrote this number down earlier, 300-some thousand ballots are remaining to be counted in Arizona. 347,996 ballots remain. And so... Um, and they all come from very favorable Republican areas. Unfortunately for Master, if the, uh, if the counting is correct, he'd have to get about 85% of those to win. Kerry Lake, though, only needs about 65% of those remaining ballots to win. But um, I'll play what uh, her little bit of optimism when we come out on the other side uh, looking ahead. She still believes she's going to win that race. 
Obviously, we have no control over it at this point. We shall see. But prepare, be prepared for legal challenges and all kinds of new information to come out as we dig deeper into these elections. That's it for the first hour. When we come back, Jenny Beth Martin will join us. We'll talk about the new movie opportunity coming up Wednesday night right here in Denver and up toward Boulder. So stay with us for the second hour on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.